Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of Jay Sabellerin Must Die. Or, or like, everyone must have an awkward interaction with an NPC, I think, maybe. So, Road, Road, you've had yours. Torgor and, and Winnegar are good. So, to attack, it'll be your turn soon, I guess. Uh, um, I had an entire episode with my mom. True, so. fair. You're, you're loaded up. Your power, your power bar is fair. That's fair. We'll let Please. you cool down. Yeah. <laughs> your heat sinks are overloaded. <laughs> my friends came over for a sleepover. <laughs> I feel like Golgari sleepover would be a sick name for an album. <laughs> Torgor, there's, there you go. It's yes. the name of your first album, Golgari Sleepover. It sounds oh, like a yeah. euphemism for getting murdered in a really nasty way. <laughs> uh, so, so Winnegar and, and Torgor, you have, uh, you now have the address and some, some family information about mm-hmm. Zlatek Ironclad. Still, still no understanding of whether he's connected to the, to the Peacock in any meaningful way, whether he's a member of this mysterious organization that, that uh, attacked you earlier. Um, but you're, you're digging up personal stuff uh, about him. So that's a start. Um, when you have that, that info uh, in hand, you've left Wenzel uh, and his trauma behind. Um, <laughs> where do you go? What do you do? What is the next step for the two of you? Do you return to the 10th District Plaza uh, to meet up with your friends? Or do you have another, uh, another side uh, gig that you want to take on? What do you think? I think I would like to try to relay this information back to Road and Tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But we, I think when we're walking, we would have a conversation about like, um, yeah, man. Oh, man. I am pumped. I, my adrenaline is rushing. Did you see me in there? I was incredible. You were incredible. Did you see Torgor in there? Torgor yeah. Did political espionage. Torgor's never done political espionage. I didn't even know you knew what espionage meant. I didn't know what espionage was. <laughs> yeah, you just had like the spirit of the Senate in you. You were just like, oh, I'm kind of shady. I like it. I like I, it. it. It is nice. It is a, I, I get how doing the law and breaking the law are the same now. I get it. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. Tor- Torgor has reached peak, peak chaotic neutral. Wait a second. The law and not the law are the same. <laughs> it's whatever Torgor says. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, man, I mean, we got a lot of great information, but... We did step out of line. They're probably road and tack are probably already inside by now. Right. We might have missed our chance, but we should definitely head back to the to our post outside. Mm-hmm. And then we can be like, we were here the entire time. Oh yeah, and we got this sweet intel. Mm-hmm. But we never left our post. To, didn't have to go to a second location for it either. Oh no, didn't have to do that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Road so won't be mad. So that's that's the plan. <laughs> so you return. So you, I think, like the the thing we sort of elided last time, and I, I looked up some some information about this. So it looks like there's no there's no mass transit system in terms of like a, a train or like b- buses or anything like that in Ravnica. Uh, I think predominantly because you can't dig inter uh, inter district tunnels very easily because of like worms. And like the gruel tend to sabotage them, things like that. Um, but there are zeppelins. There are lots and lots of zeppelins. Like air travel is a thing. So you imagine that Torgor and Winnegar are having this conversation on one of these public transit blimps. So you're in a little like carriage hanging under a, a big gas balloon uh, that, is, that is moving. The Simic have some too, but they're alive. 
they're like big air creatures that like pick you up in their mouth and fly you oh, around. Wow. Um, but right now you're on, you're on just going on, and you're arriving at the the um, the district uh, uh, district precinct one uh, tower, right? The Zeppelin mm-hmm. Tower, but it is like all jammed up because of this event. You know, it's like trying to get a train when there's like a hockey game happening. You're like, well, cool, we're just gonna sit here at the station. So you you have to you find we find you like pushing through this this crowd of of people that are getting off of the off of the the Zeppelin and coming down into the plaza. It's a big deal. Uh, this this event. There's a lot going on. Um, and so while it takes you a little extra time, uh, you've noticed that by now, like in the time you left and came back, that the crowd has maybe doubled uh, in size. And the whole plaza, from up here, you can look down at it. The whole plaza is just full, like teeming full of people. Um, there are lanterns that are being lit, uh, like glow bulb lanterns that are lighting up the, the plaza. And um, the, the energy level in the, in the crowd is quite high. People are very excited to, to, to come down here and, and see this event. Um, and so where, where do the two of you go when you step off of the, the Zeppelin? You make your way down the spire and out into the plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where do you want to go? I think we were planning to go back to that back entrance where we thought they would slip out uh, if they wanted to go to an after party or if they wanted to avoid um, the uh, crowd. Right. So, so you go looking for Dovin Band's tour bus and then you yeah. <laughs> you hang out waiting for yeah. him to come. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Good. You get your ornithopter from a sign. Okay. <laughs> Um, now, do you want to be surreptitious about that or do you just kind of head back there because you're like, well, whatever. I think, yeah, I, oh, I don't know. What, what were you going to say, Torbor? Well, I, I would say, like, the crowd is so big right now. And, like, it seems like folks aren't, like, waiting for something. They're just in the plaza right now, kind of milling about. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a bunch of, um, like, people who, uh, opportunistic entertainers who've showed up, uh, like, buskers and people with, um, with carts selling food and candy. The kinds of things that, that will happen when there's, like, going to be an event. And these people have kind of gathered around the edge to see if they can make an extra an extra zib or two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, selling to the crowd. Uh, Winnegar, Torgor is mad that he left his loot at home. Otherwise, we'd be able to pass the time and make a buck. Oh, you wanna you wanna be you wanna be like one of these uh, um, water people guys that sell water, <laughs> or like maybe we can get some buckets. You have you have sticks to drum on buckets. I mean, we can find sticks. That's. Can we roll to be bucket drummers? Is that a, is that a possibility? <laughs> 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 I mean, trying to trying to find. So again, remember I described I described precinct one as being like incredibly yeah. upscale tourists. Oh yeah, uh, they oh, were perfect. So there yeah. there wouldn't be there wouldn't necessarily be like sticks laying around or or like buckets anywhere. Um, <laughs> But if you could think of something like if you have things to juggle, maybe you could you could try and do that. Or uh, if you have a comedy routine, you know the comedy <laughs> stylings of Torgor and Winnegar. <laughs> oh yeah, you want to do that? Yeah, no, no, no. Torgor is totally on board. Uh, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> Torgor Ventri- Doucher, ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just sit on your lap and we tell jokes. No, 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 no. Torgor sits on your lap. Ah, <laughs> uh, Torgor understands the juxtaposition is funny. What you expect, okay. but backwards. <laughs> and uh, expectation, reality, messing with tension. Torgor gets it. <laughs> um, 
so then uh, Winnegar goes up to Torgor and kind of puts on like the line, uh-huh. like yeah, the where the ventral, where the dummy would have it, and <laughs> yeah, then put, like, yeah. freckles on Torgor's uh, uh, cheeks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, we just gonna do this? Yeah, Torgor, Torgor, Torgor's ready. Okay, all right. So, uh, who is who is the principal? Uh, I, I feel like Winnegar is the principal performer in this case, and Torgor is assisting. Or is it, or is it the other way around? Who's, well, who's, I would be the straight man in, in, yeah. this, yeah. in, in this bit. Okay. So, um, I think Torgor is doing a lot of performance. Yeah, I was gonna say somebody's gonna make somebody's gonna make a performance check with with advantage, um, and uh, and then and then we'll see. The better you do, the more people like I can you. Do it. Yeah, I think I do it because I'd be the setup, so I'd be setting up all sure. the joke. Okay. And I'm just like, yeah, I'd be the advantage. Oh no! <laughs> Good. That's what I. Uh, that's what I hoped. I really. Okay. Are you ready, Torgor? So, Winnegar got a five. Torgor is always ready. So it doesn't go so good. Uh, help, help me understand. Is it? Is it because there's like a lot of competition and everybody is better, and so you're just not that interesting? Uh, do Do you go too edgy at at like a place where it's not the like you go a little a little blue or like what? Why Why does nobody? Why? Why doesn't this work? Well, I, th- I think we need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see how bad this is gonna be. Uh, uh, so Winnegar sits down, and um, uh, Torger uh, like tries to sit on his leg, but it's clearly too much weight. So he squats. Oh he, like, boy! To squat the uh-huh. entire time. It's <laughs> like, uh, whoa, whoa, Tony. Check out the crowd here outside the Senate. <laughs> um, T- Tony thinks the crowd looks ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Good one, Tony. Um, I heard... I heard you just flew into... You, you flew into a district today, huh? Uh, Tony... Did and boy are Tony's arms and he like, like, like swings him and knocks Winnegar in the face. He's right behind him. Are tired. Oh yeah. <laughs> See what I have to deal with, folks. No respect. <laughs> Take my Minotaur, please. Take my Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. So I think we we see a kid. There's a kid standing standing nearby, like eating some cotton candy that has mm-hmm. some garbage stuck to it. And uh, and the kid is just like staring at you, and then the kid's mom puts her hand over their eyes, is like, "Oh, don't look at this, honey," and like t- takes the kid away, like, "Oh, don't look at these weirdos." <laughs> oh, we're, we're bombing out here, Torgor. No, uh, no, 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 no. Tony just needs to learn his audience. It, 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 it'll get better. Okay. Um, does does um anyone like knock knock jokes? Not your 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 brother, Tony said. Um, wait, what? <laughs> why would my brother not? Don't. Um, knock knock. Uh, no, no, no. Knock knock. Torgor, no, just say um. It, it's like you're on the other side of the door, so you have to say. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Torgor, no. Torgor's not here, man. <laughs> Tony. Tony gets it. Tony's aware. <laughs> knock, knock. 
Who is there? Um, Boo! Who is Boo? <laughs> Stargo. <laughs> Stargo, no. Um, you have to say who. You, you, you say who, okay? No, no. Togar said who. So, Togar said who is Boo. No, but like just, it's like Boo who. Why? Uh, don't be sad that I didn't get joke. All right. Okay. okay. Are you trying to upstage me here? Are you trying to upstage me? Get off me. Get off me. No, Winnegar kind of pushes Torgo off. Uh, all right. So it did it didn't go so good. Um can can I get uh can I get a charisma save uh from uh I think Win- Winnegar is the one who's responsible for this. So yeah. Uh, car- take psychic damage from their own jokes. Can you make can you make a charisma save for me? Yeah. Well, you're lucky. All right. Oh, so you get a 22, uh, which means that uh, the um, the the people that are responsible for making sure that buskers have like permits to be doing this, they don't notice you. You you disperse before someone comes over and is like, "Hey, you pay for this spot." So you manage to you manage to dissipate uh, before that happens. So you avoid mm-hmm. that trouble. How um, much money we make? <laughs> uh, with a, a seven on the performance roll, um, oh yeah, I don't I don't have a die small enough to to randomize that. Like change fell out of our pockets. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like between negative five and zero. Like I don't nothing. No no one gave you any money. Um, okay. You got some disdain. Uh, Everybody bops our first show. It's fine. Yeah, so you can put that in your inventory. People um, cheer when you leave. <laughs> So, uh, so mean, meanwhile, uh, Road, you are in a very different environment. You have you have ascended uh, out of the crowd of plebs and have uh, have walked through the front door. Now, at the at the door, there is uh, we we would recognize this because we're a modern audience who recognizes these things at a glance. But this would be new for Road. There is a metal archway and it's it's not like an is it device there's no like electric stuff zapping over it but it's clearly a machine there's this metal kind of arch that's been constructed here out of kind of silver and uh some kind of blue crystal at several points and as you walk through it it's like walking through a thin sheet of like mist almost you feel like a faint like tingling on your skin uh as you pass through it and there's someone standing nearby who is looking at a like a display of some kind. They've got a, a crystal, like a projector in their hand and it's projecting information. So like a waveform or something. And they look at you and they look at it as you walk through. Um, they don't say anything. Uh, and they, they're doing this for each, each guest as they come in. Now, as you enter, the inside of this hall, now this is a multi-purpose hall at the edge of 10th District Plaza. It gets uh, rented out to the various guilds, but belongs to kind of the guild pact in general. It belongs to everybody. Uh, but today it is decorated and... Um, and uh, honoring the Azorius Senate. So everything is got uh, these beautiful like azure draperies. Uh, there are um, uh, accents of white and gold. And as you come in, you can hear faint kind of restrained chamber music being played somewhere. Someone's playing like a harpsichord quietly. Uh, there's murmuring of conversation. There are people kind of standing in the hall talking politely. You see a lot of like handshaking and nodding. And it's clear at a glance that this is the, this is the kind of place where uh, wealthy um, members of the Senate uh, have come to, to socialize. 
so I imagine you probably feel just so out of place. Well, there there is an aspect of that, but I also think Rose definitely excels at looking yeah. more expensive than she actually is. Right. So this is that's what I was like, yeah, that's what I was getting to. So despite the fact that you are not one of these people, you have a control over like your body language and the way that you move that is unique in the in the party. And certainly like something that you learned from all of your physical training at uh, the Simic Combine. So like, do we get to see, does Road like change? Do we see you act different? Like we're, we're focused on you in this scene. We get to pan around so we get a, a clear establishing shot and then we see Road. What, what does it look like as you walk through the hall into the main room? I think, I think that she definitely like left a lot of it behind before yeah. the detector, right? Yeah. Like she, I think she spent like the last two days like feeling like incredibly stressed and incredibly small. And, and, but like when, when it's, when it's go time, right? When it, when it's, cause like there's not, to, to get edgy, <laughs> there's not gonna be, there's not gonna be a single person in that room without a mask on and Rhodes not gonna make the mistake of not showing up without one on either, right? Yeah. Like, so it's, you know, the posture's back. Her nails did just get manicured, so yeah. she's not going to make that mistake again. Uh, <laughs> um, she is very much like a posture change. She didn't, like, wear anything that she she's wearing, like, um, sleeveless. So none of, like, her sort of otherness is hidden. Mm-hmm. She, all of her sort of modifications are, like, out. Um because uh, she realizes that probably to get through this, it's gonna she's gonna have to do a lot of like commodifying herself and getting people to want to talk to that sort of like fun. You're not at all the parties kind of thing. Yeah, and and also like just as a as a matter of kind of lo- uh, looking at the setting, like we've seen Road get uh, talked shit to a bunch for being um, a hybrid. But that is mostly like a family problem and less like an overarching cultural problem. Like some people are like, that's weird that the Simic do that. But other people are like, oh, yes, I'm not a member of the Simic Combine, but their work in advancing the, the elvish form is magnificent, right? Like there are people who definitely are, uh, who are into that, even members of the Senate. Um, the Azoria Senate and the Simic Combine, they're not like enemies or anything. And you, while you are in, technically a mutant, it's not seen as like an aberration by everybody. So yeah, you can definitely play that. Like, look at me, I'm the exotic jellyfish lady. Uh, well, that's the thing is like, and, and like the reason that she did it was to become more powerful and yeah. to be more powerful. I like it. And she does find an incredible amount of power in it. So she's very like safe residing in that space. Yeah. I like, I like sleeveless, sleeveless power road. That's good. Um, okay. So you, you're, you're, you're striding, you know, you're, you're walking into this, walking into this party. Now, is your intent to like get people's attention? Are you like making an entrance or, uh, are you, cause it's, it's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard not to. So I, I kind of yeah. figure you want to like, yeah, you right can't. Now. Cause it, if I looked shy for a second, it, it'd be over. Right. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. it just wouldn't work. So, so what do you, what do you think feels like the right, the right skill here for like, it's, it feels like performance to me, but it, there might be. My heart just sank. <laughs> My dice have been going so poorly. It's true. It's true. Now it won't. It won't mean that you make up. Like this is the thing. I don't. We've we fictionally established something that is that is true. Like the way that Road is is behaving. This isn't about whether or not like you make an ass of yourself, right? We'd be clear <laughs> about that in the case. This is whether or not it works the way you expected. 
um, right? Yeah. If you get the result that you wanted. So your intent is that people notice you and are intrigued or interested in you and might want to talk. And then we'll make right. a roll. And if you succeed, then yes, that's true. And if you fail, you still make a, um, you make an impression, but it might not be exactly the one that you wanted. Great. Perfect. Well, yeah. So, so performance. Yeah. I think performance is, All right. the, is, okay. the, is the role here. Let's say to get based on the way, the way that we were talking about it, let's just call it, let's call it DC 12. Um, okay. Get people's. Attention. Oh, I accidentally rolled twice and they were both fucking They're both terrible. terrible. Yeah. So even <laughs> if you were to choose and roll, so you get a seven and then the roll <sighs> after that, the, the bonus roll was worse. It was a five. The accident <laughs> I pressed twice. I was so panicked and they're both <laughs> terrible. So yes, you definitely. I can't cleanse roll 20. I can't <laughs> roll 20 in a freezer. Like so what, you gotta, do, what you gotta do is you gotta go get a big bundle of sage, dried sage, and you light it on fire and just wave it in front of your computer. And it might, it might help. Probably not. Though. Okay. Um, so you, you walk into the ballroom. And it is very much uh, in, in that mold. I'm imagining like a big political dinner, right? Like all these like big tables, some people sitting, drinking wine, some people standing and talking. Everybody is dressed pretty much in some shade of blue uh, or blue and gray, blue and white. Um, big, huge, Azorius. Like you could cover a house with them, like big banners at the back of the hall. There's a stage <laughs> and on the stage, there is a, a table and it's like the presenter's table or whatever. And there's a bunch of people sitting up there and immediately at a glance, you see, because of his enormous sideburns, uh, you see uh, Zlatek Ironclad, and he's sitting. There's an empty seat in the middle, a big empty seat in the middle, and then he's sitting two or three over from that. Uh, the next to him, uh, there is a, uh, there's a human woman, uh, and she looks bored, and Ironclad is talking to the man next to him, so he's turned his back to this, this woman and is like talking, and she's... If cell phones were a thing, she'd be looking at hers. Um, but instead, she's just kind of like looking around and waiting for this whole thing to be over. Um, and then at the back end, the other end of the room, there is a group of... Um, there's a human, uh, an elf. There's a, a hybrid of some, some kind of like reptilian uh, form. And they're, they're playing stringed instruments and someone's playing a harpsichord and they're, they're creating this kind of chamber ambiance. Uh, and you you walk in, and a few people nearest you, like you see them, like notice you, and like whisper to themselves. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now All your right. your ticket has a a seat number on it. You're you know you're given a, a seat at one of the tables. Uh, okay. That is assigned to you, so you can go and sit there, or you can mingle. What do you What do you want to do when you walk in? Yeah. So uh, uh, the first thing I want to do is I don't know if you'd like to make me roll for it. You probably will, and it'll go very very well. <laughs> Uh, um, is I'm, I'm just like, it's like almost like a little, like, um, Rolodex thing where it's like, she's trying to recall like everybody she ever met while she was there and mm. like for her small time, she's trying to like, look around, see any faces, like see if there's like a representative from the Simic combine here who, you know, they, they always send one so you, they can thumbs up. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no need to make you roll to see if if there's someone you recognize here. That's I think that's a reasonable thing to to assume. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think that at, you look around and you see uh, sitting at uh, at one of the tables, uh, you see a uh, you see a human. Um, he is quite tall. He's one of those people who probably in his youth. Uh, would have been like 
in the military or like a like a linebacker. Like a, he was a big dude. And that weight uh, has shifted somewhat in his his old age. But he still carries himself as someone who knows that he's got a big, big physical presence. Um, and he, you know what? Let's make him a minotaur. Let's do that. Um, and he's sitting, he's sitting at this table, uh, and he's sitting with another, uh, another pair of, of minotaurs who are dressed in slightly different uniforms. One of them has like a toga and, uh, the other has a, a, a law mage, uh, uniform and they're all talking. And this one minotaur that you recognize is your, uh, your drill instructor from the academy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he was oh, your he was your drill instructor. You remember you have a like a flashback of just like a lot of like shouting uh and Yeah, like climbing up just like a 30 foot rope and then just like puking at the top. Like Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But oh, but no. remember, remember we established like that was the part you were good at, right? Oh yeah. Like yes. running the running the uh uh you know, running the 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 obstacle course, climbing the rope, doing the backflips. Like you were great at that. You were a great f- a physical operative, but right. it was the other stuff. It was the school stuff. So this is someone you like, you know, kind, kind who had a respect for you, even if, even if you washed out. <laughs> Beauty school dropped out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bide my time by getting a drink. Okay. Um, you know, just, just taking time to take everyone else in. I do spend a lot of time seeing uh, what Ironclad, like, who he seems to be taking the most interest in. Yeah. Like, out of all of the people. Um, just, like, I'm trying to see if he's trying to mingle with everyone or if there are, like, there's, like, a click situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you... You head over to get a drink. I'm gonna get a. Uh, I'm gonna get a, uh, a check from you. Um, okay. I think it's perception. Insight. Insight. Okay. Do you want? So, so I was gonna say. Let me. Let's talk about it. So, perception is for like noticing like behavior or noticing yeah. like like uh, being aware of something that might not otherwise. Insight yeah. is figuring out like why they're acting a certain way. So, if you want to get a read on on uh, Ironclad emotionally from here, you're welcome to. If that's what you want to focus on. Um, no, we'll start with, so we'll start with people. We'll, we'll go with the less great. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start, start, with... start there and then work your way down. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Why is this Oh, happening? you're just rolling so bad today. I haven't rolled above a seven. The seven was my highest roll so oh. far today. Gotta help you. Gotta help you, little monk. All right. All right. Um... Yeah, he just, he just, you can't tell. He hasn't left the table and doesn't seem interested in it. He's having a, a fairly heated conversation uh, with, not like they're angry with each other, but like a very intense conversation with this, this Vidalkin man that's sitting next to him. Uh, the Vidalkin, of course, is doing the thing that Vidal can do when like hu- uh, humans get heated, where he's just kind of like nodding and like very, very subtle body language. And and Zlatek is doing a lot of arm waving and this little flecks of spit flying from his lips and like landing on the Vidalkin's suit jacket. But the Vidalkin's being very like polite and is like nodding. And you see a lot of like, hmm, yes, Senator. That's very interesting, Senator. And and Ironclad is like, and then we gotta do this. And we gotta go over here and do this other thing. And the Vidalkin is like, yes, I've heard that. Hmm, that's very interesting. But yeah, you don't it, you can't pick up much more than that. 
Uh, he seems a kind right. of a blowhard from this distance. So you Perfect. walk over, you walk over to the bar. Yes. Uh, and at the bar, uh, there is a, an elf in a tuxedo uh, who is mixing drinks. Um, and then behind him, there is a like a kitchen door, and we see, and this is this is how the camera follows. So we, you walk up, and then over your shoulder, we see a waitress with a an empty um, tray walk past you, and the camera clicks onto her. We follow her into the back, into the kitchen. Uh, she unbuttons the front of her her like waiter waiter's outfit and throws the tray down, and she says to uh, a human who's like you know, uh, wrist deep in, in soapy water. She says, I'm taking my break. And she walks past him and she pushes open a door and she steps out into an alley. She takes out a pack of cigarettes uh, and she, she lights one. And then we see at the other end of the alley, we see a little goblin in a jumpsuit peer around the corner. <laughs> uh, and so, so Tack, you see behind the, behind, you go into the alley, you see the kitchen door open and you see this, this elvish woman uh, come out and, Big dramatic sigh. Put a cigarette in her mouth and and uh, and lights it with a little like museum like lighter uh, and runs a hand through her hair and kind of like leans against the wall. And you specifically mentioned some teenagers smoking weed out here. Yeah, right. So you you yeah? see this. You see this. This is perhaps the first of them. Um, but yes. she is she is definitely on break. Uh, and, yeah, and is, Tack is already like leaning against the wall, like, eh. So, so you're just, she walks out and she looks up and you're just there, like against the opposite <laughs> wall. Okay. Uh, ready for your, ready for second shift. Uh, what? I, I, Union. She can't give you a look. Second shift. You don't, you don't look familiar to me. Who, who are you? Uh, Golgari, second shift, Union, come on. Yeah, and she she looks at you, and then she kind of like sees. She takes in the rest, and she's like, "Whoa, stranger! Whoa, strange goblin talking to me yeah. like we know each other." Uh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, Tech's yeah. gonna like check the wrist and just like, "How long you been on shift?" She uh, she looks down and she's like, "Well, uh, I mean, I'm not." Uh, don't count, don't count the breaks. You get those pro bono. That's that's the law. You have to take the breaks. So don't count those. Well, yeah. I mean, may- maybe if you're, you know, in a guild. But... You're not. This isn't a Golgari function. She kind of shrugs. You're not. You're not affiliated with Golgari. And she... Oh, the union's gonna. <laughs> oh boy yeah she 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 shakes her head and, and she's like I, I i don't know anything about any of that look i'll do you a solid go grab you some lunch i'll take the rest of your shift and nobody has to know i'll make sure you get your pay under the table she kind of squints at you. she's like i why would why would you do that I mean, that's fine. I guess I pull out the paperwork right now and like starts to reach into their jumpsuit and like, I guess I could pull out the paperwork and like slowly pulls up the invitation, but like backside first. So yeah, right. You're like, I've got some papers in here for sure. You pull out like a McDonald's like, I guess I'll just sign this and we'll go through like a whole two hour thing. Piece but of you're paper not gonna that get says Whopper or something. CVS receipt. Yeah. I've definitely got some official paperwork right here. <laughs> Next to this Chuck E. Cheese T-shirt that I've jammed in my pocket, so she, <laughs> she, she puts her she puts her free hand up and, and she's like, well, "Hold, hold on, hold on." They said, 
They said in there that it did it. It was fine. That they, they had an arrangement that we well, didn't need course, to go. Of course, of course, they for- always say that it's fine. They always say it's fine, so they pay you under the table, and then they don't have to pay taxes. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Golgari find out about this, which they're going to have to, as soon as this paperwork signed, you're not going to get paid at all. And in fact, you'll probably owe the Orzov. Wow! So she wow. she looks in the direction you can see it everywhere in this area. You can see the the spires of uh, Orjova with the, like, spirits floating around them. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, Tack, like, makes a very meaningful, like... Yeah, yeah, head yeah. ...head gesture towards it. Okay, do you want to make... You want to make a... It's, like, intimidation or deception. Uh, both, uh, both both feel uh, real here. Oh, no. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this is going to go poorly because I have a seven charisma. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought I clicked this, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> just just pull a Katie and click it six or seven more times. Um, hey, how dare you? <laughs> I got a 13. <laughs> no, 13 is definitely good enough. So so she she looks up at, at Orjova and she's like, ah, listen, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I, I don't really understand how the guilds work. The, the, the Azorius recruiter guy said that uh, it was just a one-night job and they didn't want to go to the guild because the paperwork would take too long. And, and like, yeah, they're not paying us that much, but, but I, I just, I, ha- I haven't decided what guild I, I want to join yet. And, and I, I thought that, listen, I got to make money, right? So Right, right. You got to make money. And I am totally empathetic to that. I feel where you're coming from, the common man needing to make money, not having anybody stand up for them. That's why I'm telling you, I'll finish your shift out and I'll give you my pay. How's that sound? Guild takes care of me. Who's taking care of you? So so evil. I love it. Because, <laughs> because she, she's like, she looks at you and she's just like, wow, like people in guilds are so nice and smart yeah. and they have their shit together. And she's just like, yeah. I wish I was cool. Like, you're like, how? You're so nice. Yeah, just look me up. I mean, my friends call me cuffs, but <laughs> Ronald is not. <laughs> um, and you're you're sure this is you sure it's okay? Tack I don't will, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Tack will like take her hands in their hands and like look up into her eyes while plucking the cigarette out of her hand and like putting it in their own <laughs> mouth and. Listen to me, toots. <laughs> yeah, she she looks at you with her I'll big her big watery Galadriel elf eyes. Yeah, find cuffs after. I'll look after you. <laughs> uh cool. I'm gonna make a wisdom saving throw for her. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> the, getting... what do you, what's the what's the DC, what's the DC for her wisdom saving throw here? This isn't. It's, she's already yeah. she already agrees. She already agrees with the deception. You get what you want. She's gonna give you that. This is yeah. like. This is a feeling save. Will you, okay, will you, give me, like, give me a is this a this. shady goblin who just took my cigarette? No, I think, no, I, not think I think me? we're I think we're past that. I think this oh, is a no. like, like, like is she catching feelings? Save? I think is so. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll see. Catching feelings throw. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like tbh, my my charisma is seven, so I'd feel really bad. Should we just should we just call it a seven? Should we just make yeah? It let's that call then? it a seven. If All it's right. less than a seven, so if she gets eight or better, she'll be like, oh no, they're gross. Never, never mind. <laughs> like, but if we get a one, like a blood and garbage. That's right. If we get a one, if somehow she gets a one to six, we'll we'll see. Okay. She's a smart girl. All right. So somewhere in her imagination, she's like, what about what if could could me and this filthy little goblin. Could we, 
What if I? Oh God, no! Oh good. She so like slowly slides her hands out of yours, and and she she's like, "All right, but this this better not get me in trouble." And 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 she like looks around. She's like, doesn't know how to finish that statement, and and like ex- exits stage left. Like she she turns okay. and, and starts to go. Cool. Yeah. And like tack like puts the cigarette out like oh cloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And so you you slip in uh you slip in the back, right? To the uh, into the kitchen. Okay. All right. So inside, uh yeah, there's there is all the shouting and bustle of for for all of the uh restraint and quiet and genteel civility of the uh the the political event, the fundraiser dinner, back here, it's all like crass talk and pushing and laughing and like everybody's like doing their job, right? There's, there's heat from the kitchen. They're preparing the first course. Uh, and, um, I think it's relatively easy for you to just, to just slip in. Um, are oh, yeah. You, yeah. Are you trying to like maneuver through the kitchen? Or are you trying to blend in and like, seem like you're, you're, you're like doing the job. I've worked in a restaurant before. I know how to make it look like I'm taking out the trash. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like, Oh man. Just like, Jiggle the bag and the thing a couple of times. Oh man, not yet. <laughs> Put the trash back in there. Yeah, right. So, so the idea is you're you're coming in and being like, oh, I'm here to pick up the garbage, but I'm a little early, and so it's not time. And so you're kind of using that. And okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the um the like mise en garde dudes like looks over and sees you while he's like chopping some scallops or something. And he, he looks over and he and he's like. We're not going to have anything till after the first course. They're, they're all just drinking right now. Oh, that's fine. Do you mind if I check the ballroom just real quick? Because they try to keep us on a schedule, so. He's like, all I got to do is chop up these fish. Man, you do what you want. Okay. Tax <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, cool. <laughs> it's just like hoping that like the cigarette smoke smell has yeah. covered most of the garbage and blood smell. You but... know what? If you smell like garbage and blood, nobody will really notice. It's just when you I get know, out there but... into the perfumed masses. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can make your way through the kitchen. Uh, you know, you have that goblin disengage ability. So you're just like slipping between people's legs and like yeah. easy, easy navigation through this place. And you get to the door that would open out into the uh, into the room proper. Now that's going to be another matter, right? If you just walk out there, you will be both smelt and seen. Uh, so what do you what do you want to do? You're you're at this door. You're watching people coming and going. The door swings open. You can hear the chamber music. You can see outside. The door swings shut. You hear the clattering and the the sounds of the kitchen. What's the? Can I see? enough through the doors when they do open to get like an idea of like the layout on one side, the layout on the other side, if I watch long enough. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can get a pretty good look by you're piecing together the slideshow every time the door opens. Nice. Um, at one point, uh, tack is going to go out of their way to like, whenever they can hear like the rolly carts with the, the different courses come by, they're going to open the door and like, Oh yeah, yeah. Let me just, let me just grab this for you and stuff. And like, as they're doing that, like look out and see if they can recognize, I guess road from the knee down. <laughs> yeah. How distinctive are your calves road? <laughs> like- <laughs> oh, in these pantsuits? Well, it's the thing is road is always in a pantsuit mm-hmm. um, and always in some sort of like, Healed boot. So very, very odds are very good. I spend a lot of time looking at the back of your legs because I'm short. In like a... (laughs) 
Only because you're short. Just I because. love to watch you walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you when I find out about that bathtub. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you fail your wisdom, say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you definitely, you see, you see Road approaching the, uh, see Road approaching the, or at the bar now. So, Road, we'll cut, we'll cut back to you. So, you're at the bar. Uh, what does is, what is Road drink? Do you have like a cocktail? You got some champagne? This, this put upon uh, young yeah. guildless bartender is willing to make you whatever you want. Yes, great. I look, I, I like scan real quick. Does there seem to be like a very like in vogue drink? Like I, if I went to a party full of comedians, I'll be drinking Moscow mules or some kind of beer. What can I find oh, out there? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I feel like the, the drink of choice, I mean, so it's a mixture, right? Of like street, street level, like cops who are probably drinking like beer. Right. Yeah. And then like disinterested dis, 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 dis spouses who are all drinking whatever it is their normal drink is. And then uh, the, the kind of like this is a celebration. So lots of people are drinking champagne. So if you want to stand out, you could order something strange. Um, but if you want to blend in, you know, what drink you choose might set you into one of those groups. If you're pretending to be somebody's right. wife, right. then you could, you know, you could just order something like that. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, um, some wine, mom, wine. Yeah, I'm going to do some, nice. some of that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Big old white, white the, wine. The, the wives who don't want to be here. Wine drunk. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, um, oh, this is perfect. So you, you go up to, you go to order and there's uh, you hear a voice from next to you. So you're like, give me a white wine or whatever. And the guy's like, okay, he turns around and there's a voice next to you. And she says, make it two. And you turn and Zlatek's wife is standing right next to you. Uh, she has come down from the stage, got bored of listening to her husband pontificate. And she's, she's come down. Now, Tack, you see this. Now, you don't recognize this woman, but you see Rode talking to a, a woman. You also look, and you can see up on the, on the stage, you see the empty seat. You see Zlatek himself, and then an empty seat next to him. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can sneak out or, or whatever uh, as, you, as you like. So Rode, Better idea. Yeah. I have worked in a restaurant, and now this is a restaurant that's, like, frequented or owned by cops, which mm-hmm. means they got maps in the kitchen that's important because those maps have fire exits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm mean, into it. That makes sense. Can I look at one of those maps totally, and check yeah. out where the fire exits are? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So reasonably, like this big ballroom, somebody's going to have to come through the back entrance if there's a fire. Yeah. 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 So you're trying to scope out. Okay. So it looks like. Assessing the assessing the map, uh, it looks like there is uh, there's a, a the main entrance at the front. Um, there's the alley entrance and like the service entrance. Uh, mm-hmm. There is there is another entrance in that's through an adjacent building, um, and that leads to essentially like backstage. Uh, so the way people are going to go come and go if they want to get in and out secretly. Uh, it'll be that way. So you can find it. It goes like you go backstage, there's like a room back there and then there's another exit that leads through a hallway into another building and then exits up the side of that building. Let me spell out for you what's in Tack's mind. Yeah. 
So Rhoda is super close to the target, which means that she's the most likely person to be ushered out with the target should there be something unfortunate happening in the kitchen, like this flask of oil in my... Oh, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Rhoda saves him from a fire, she'll be like a hero or something. Or we could kidnap him. That's true. (laughs) That's multiple options. You know who taught me that? Me. It was me. I taught me that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was imagining that what Tack was thinking about was blocking all of the emergency exits and then burning the whole place down while they cackle in glee from That's nearby. option three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always be burning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, you've, you've got the best tactical understanding of all of the exits and the entrances, and you can, you can start to formulate this, like, cause an emergency plan. Um, road. What do you, do you introduce yourself? Do you say something? So this, this woman next to you, so she's, uh, she's a human woman. Uh, she is in her mid-30s. She's probably like 10 years younger uh, than, her, uh, than her husband. Um, she's a lot closer in age, actually, to, uh, to Wenzel, to um, Zlatek's younger brother. Um, she's dressed, like, beautifully. She has a very expensive dress on. Um, she has jewelry, like silver jewelry with, like, a sapphire in it. Um, can you make a quick insight check? Just like a first first impression check on, on kind of what's going on with her? Oh, boy, can I ever. Okay, do it. Hey! Oh, a yay! 14. It's twice as good as your previous best role. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this lady is, uh, she doesn't want to be here. She's just thinking about being elsewhere. She's uncomfortable in the outfit that she is wearing. Like, she looks great, but she's kind of like, it, it clearly isn't natural for her. You look around and you see the, the there are other women here dressed similarly who are moving with a comfort that she doesn't seem to possess. Uh, and she's like kind of leaned over on the bar and she's like runs a, a hand through her hair, like pushes her hair back and then realizes, you can still do that thing where she realizes like, oh, I have an expensive hairdo. Don't touch it. Uh, and then she looks yeah, up. Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. no, it's just hairspray. It, yeah, it's exactly. Just, <laughs> it's a big crunchy bouffant. <laughs> Um, but she does look really nice. Yeah. Uh, and she, yeah, she looks up at you and makes a face like events. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I make this face <laughs> and, and then I go, yeah, you just, you have champagne to celebrate at so many celebratory events that champagne just kind of stops tasting like anything, you know? She smiles and, and says, uh, do you, do you have to come to a lot of these? Every now and then. I'm sure you're up at the fancy table, though. I'm sure you have to come to many, many more. Oh, you noticed? I'm trying to stay as far away from it as I can. You know, until <laughs> the main event. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm thankful to be invited. These, these parties are lovely, but like you say, you go to enough of them and they all kind of lose their flavor. Yeah, you, every, I'm sure. I'm sure there are tons of people in this room who would kill to be at your seat, but you're there, and it doesn't feel as good. You can see while she's uh, while you're talking to her, she's doing that thing where her she's like eye contact for a second, and then like look at the look at the tendrils, which kind of like wanders up and down, getting a, a measure of you, uh, and uh, and she says, um, "This doesn't seem like your kind of party." I don't mean any offense by that. I just, well, everyone else here kind of looks the same. 
and you no, look, I get that. Yeah, you you look around. Yeah, I get like, that. It's mostly humans in Vidalkin, and they're all dressed like cops or senators. My my sister's a detective, and I was going to be her plus one, but she was uh, indisposed at the last moment. You know, these kinds of events, very funny things happen around them. Yes. Agitant Van says that it's going to be the safest event in the history of the Senate. And in fact, the whole district's improved safety-wise, though I didn't know that was possible. I swear, Precinct 1 is the most boring part of Ravnica. Well, well, uh, someone, uh, I shouldn't be telling anyone about this probably in here, but right before I came in, someone was actually, <laughs> and like, Rogue wrote, gets wrote a little like conspiratorial. Um, she was like a little bit closer. She was like, someone was stabbed in the alleyway right outside before, right before I went in. She, she just like raises a, a, a single dark eyebrow. Is that so? So much for the safest event. She, uh, yeah, she shrugs uh, and she says, well, I think we're plenty safe in here at least. Oh, I'd agree. Well, in body of mind, it's a different story. She, yeah, she kind of looks at you and, and uh, the, as, as she's, she's about to speak, the waiter comes back with your, mom beverages and uh she she takes hers and uh and she says um well duty calls she looks back towards the the table i'm sure it does good good luck she 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 drinks like a a big drink of the wine and then gives you a look like once more into the breach and she she heads back uh that way okay um perfect yeah yeah, yeah. So she heads up to the uh, up to the table. So Torgor and and uh, Winninger, are the two of you positioned anywhere in particular? Are you looking for for Tack and Ro? Do you want to try to get in? What do you, what are you guys doing? Um, I think the original plan was that Torgor wasn't going to be able to get in, so he should uh, kind of hang out near the back exits in case someone leaves. I think mm-hmm. Winninger is there with him. Uh, yeah. Just because it seems like the line has moved in, those who are in are in, and the rest of us aren't going to get in because we're in the the plaza now, the plaza okay. area. So I think we would be in the back area, um, just staking out, trying to stay like out of trouble, I guess, after our failure. <laughs> uh, okay, I, and I think for like our knowledge, like the only other place that we know that we could meet besides the hotel room which would be mm-hmm. much later is like this alley location yeah 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 okay cool so you're you're hanging out in the alley waiting for waiting for these two to to come after out. our ventriloquist act <laughs> right. was unsuccessful <laughs> yeah, yeah not not gonna go well that kid will remember but no one else will good um okay so uh so we'll 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 advance the the party then so inside um, the first course is served. Everyone has, has been seated. Uh, Rode, are you, are you sitting at your, uh, your table? I, I guess I do have to go to my seat. Yes. Okay. So you're, go. you're sitting next to an empty seat. Um, and a bunch of other people who don't know you sit down at the table and it's like being invited to a wedding and you don't know any of the person's friends and you just get seated at a table and you're like, huh, 
cool. I don't know you. You're all friends with each other and sharing inside jokes, and I don't. You're just sitting there. Um, and I think you do get a glance, like, oh, like of course, whoever you were supposed to be here with didn't show up. We don't know you. Um, yep. Great. Nobody's like actively rude to you, but they definitely don't invite you into the conversation. And they're talking about boring things like golfing and being rich. And- Great. Love golfing and being rich. Yeah. Very relatable things totally. for me. Yeah. Um, but the uh, aside from the main seat, uh, everyone at the at the front table uh, has has sat down, uh, and then uh, there's a, a change uh, in the room. Um, the 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 music uh, the music changes, um, and a bunch of the uh, the Azorius like, senators stand. So there are various men and women that stand up at the table. Uh, it's like a, like a national anthem that is playing, but it's it's the like um, I don't know what they would call it, but like the anthem of the of the Azorius Senate, right? It's the it's the music that that they play, and so these people, a lot of them, have stood up. Uh, people have have taken off their dress uniform, like cap. Uh, some people are saluting, uh, and as it plays, you get your first glimpse of uh, Dovin Ban. Um, so none of you are members of the Azorius Senate, so he is. His name is not a common name that you would recognize uh, up until a few days ago. Um, his face is not something that you would have seen before necessarily. Um, but everyone in this room clearly is either in awe of, respects, or is jealous of this, this man. So uh, he is, as I described him before, a Vidalkin. But there's something unusual about him. He is like a good foot taller than any Vidalkin you've ever seen. Um, and I think... Like, Tack, you're watching this through the, the gap in the door, and, and Road, you're watching this thing. Can both of you make... Um, make insight checks for me? Oh, my God. Insight's a very valuable skill in this campaign, I'm, I'm learning. Holy <gasps> shit. Guys. Tack. <laughs> Whoa. D- double, I did it! Double, I double critted. Double crits. So you did... Tech, right? I have an eight wisdom. Yeah, two two twenties. So you get a nineteen, uh, and uh, and and Road got a, an eighteen. So yeah, oh. there is something not right about this dude. Something about him, like, makes you uneasy in a way that it seems like because they're not PCs. Everyone else in the room doesn't quite get. Like they all think like, oh, of course, this is Dovin Ban. He's cool and important. But you are like, this is Delvin Band. There is something wrong with this guy. Something makes your, your skin crawl or, or you, you get a shiver um, that, that feels like something is off about him. He, he steps up and you notice too, he is, he is surrounded. There's like a half dozen various kind of floating mechanical ornithopters. Not just the big guys, but like little devices that kind of float around him. And he has an effect like he is, his eyes are a little unfocused. And it's like he's listening to a song no one else can hear. Uh, and he steps up to the chair. And when he does, everyone at the main table gets up and they start applauding him. And he does this kind of like, again, like he's not quite all here. And he, he puts his hand up, his like six-fingered Vidalkin hand. Like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. And he, he moves with a, and this is something I think, Rode, you would notice. He moves with a, an economy of movement. Like everything is very exact. He has a kind of like a, a dancerly effect to him, and it's all very like very tight. And he, yeah, he gestures and like puts his hands up, like, and everybody kind of quiets down, and he sits. Uh, and I think the first of several speeches honoring Dovin Band begins. Uh, one of the uh, one of the Senate members stands up 
and begins addressing the crowd and starts talking about the impact that Dovin Ban has had on the Azoria Senate in the in the past few months, that his ornithopter uh, uh, security improvements uh, in this district have been uh, proven uh, to to improve the lives of Ravnikans, and that soon the Senate hopes to spread the uh, ornithopter surveillance program to all of Ravnica. Um, that they have they have established. Um, new uh, new labs to build more of them. And everybody's very excited about this. There's a lot of polite clapping and smiling. And like every time someone says like, that you, you hear the same buzzwords over and over, right? Like a safer Ravnica. Uh, you know, uh, a Ravnica safe for the average citizen. Uh, peace and order in Ravnica. And these things keep coming up. And uh, everyone in this room seems to buy into it. But the two of you feel there's some weird vibes. And Dovin doesn't say anything. He's just here... And he does have that glossy look like, yes, I'm here, but I'm really somewhere else. Uh, you can occasionally see his lips move like he's speaking without vocalizing to like someone that's not in the room. But everybody is, is very excited and they're, they're talking about all of his achievements uh, and what have you. Question. Yeah, hit me. I've seen at least three people with glossy looks today who have mm. been Azorius. Mm-hmm. You have. That's true. Is it similar? Um, may, yeah, maybe, maybe this. this guy, just no, so he. There's something about this. I mean, you you crit, so so I think you've got a good. You got a good inside this guy. He looks like he's talking to ghosts. Like he looks like someone. He looks like someone who is like being. You ever seen? You ever seen someone in a public place talking on a Bluetooth headset and you don't see the uh, headset? Yeah. He's doing that where he's just like nodding and like speaking without saying anything and then his eyes will look at something that's not there and he's always kind of looking at the middle distance but if someone says his name he kind of like looks like uh-huh mm, yes thank you and is like, he is he surprised when people say his name like he's listening to two different conversations he's not surprised but you can see him shift his attention where he's like okay mm. and now i gotta respond to this input thank you thank you everyone back to this other thing i was paying attention to but we can't see what he sees and we can't hear what he hears, but obviously there is something going on. And these little these little machines, these little magical machines, are kind of floating around him. And occasionally he'll look at one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what can I can I see what the mark is up to? What is LaTeX sort of? Is he like very much the same? Like oh, man, yeah. love this guy. Shout so, out to this guy. So yeah, or- Zlatek Ironclad, he's waiting for his turn to speak. And I think when you turn your attention on him, you, you can assess him during his speech. So he gets up and in a kind of like gravelly baritone starts talking about how hard things used to be. You know, like when, when I was coming up in the academy, the streets of Ravnica ran red with blood. There were Rakdos in every alley, the Golgari crawling up from every hole. But things have changed. Right? Yeah, right? And like, there are a couple of people in the audience who are like, ah, the Golgari like fulfill like an important part of Ravnica's ecosucks. But he's just like, no, (laughs) there's only two guilds worth a damn and it's us and the Boros and the Boros suck too. But like, he's very, he's very like, he starts the speech by talking shit about the other guilds that cause problems. And then he uses that to ramp into the like, but thank goodness that we have the Azorius Senate to keep order in this city. Things have changed. And they're going to change through all the other precincts in Ravnica soon, all thanks to Dovin Ban. And there's more cheering and more applauding, more polite applauding. But when Ironclad looks at him, 
there is a um there is like a hunger there is a like i am gonna take your job one day there's gonna be a party like this for me and everyone's gonna be like this is a lot of tech this is a lot of tech and i'm gonna be like fuck yeah i'm gonna rip my shirt off and run off into the <laughs> like you can see you can see him putting the work in now for what he anticipates to be his own future this dude is like one one hand on the ladder already um and there are some people in the crowd who he's like kind of put off by his his aggressive stance, but for the most part, uh, the the crowd seems pretty seems pretty hype about his rhetoric. Okay, how dead in the eyes does his wife look? Oh my god! So her effect has changed somewhat. Uh, she is looking at him with like pride. Right? She's looking at him like, okay. yes, this is my husband. But mostly looking at how the crowd is reacting to him and she is feeling proud when somebody in the audience is like excited about a point he makes. She's not so much proud of him as she is excited that other people will associate her with him. Right? And then yeah, she'll get some of that splash off like fame. There, can, I, I don't know if there's any like roll, roll to see if there's love there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll to see if they're in love at a glance. Um, no, I mean, that's... There's, there's no, like. You can make an in, you can make an insight check to try to get a read on her. Yeah, I'm really pushing it. I've no, I don't think so. Good dice rolls, and now I'm yeah, I'm back. Back, I'm back, back. to eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out it turns out, Road, that it takes more than a mere glance at a party to know if someone really loves someone else. Uh, I bet you, if you asked her, she wouldn't even really be able to answer that question accurately. The hardest insight check is the one you have to make against yourself. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, meaningful things. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, As, yes. Yeah. And I've been so, watching Real Housewives a lot, so this is all I can <laughs> And so we get, we get to the end of all of this stuff, and uh, the, the most important senator um, basically says, uh, you know, our Parun uh, regrets that they could not make it. Um, but this is the kind of job you need opposable thumbs for anyway. And everyone kind of laughs because the Perun's a sphinx and has cat paws for hands. Um, <laughs> so everybody kind of chuckles and, uh, and she, she picks up a wooden box and she opens it and there's like a metal inside. And she says, uh, for service uh, above and beyond, for innovation in Ravnican security and for bringing peace and order to this precinct and all those beyond, the Azoria Senate honors Dovin Ban, and she she takes out the 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 medal, and he has to duck quite low, and she puts it around his neck, and he kind of looks at it like, oh, this is heavy and strange, and uh, and he stands up, and everybody claps, some people stand up, and whatever the little the little things keep buzzing around his head, and he, and there's the crowd goes quiet, and uh, obviously this is the point at which he is expected to speak, and he looks at the crowd, uh, and he he just says, thank you. And he turns and he walks away. And he just walks into the back, walks into the back room like he's like done. Business transacted. I'm out. Uh, so he just like yeah, nod of the head, thank you, and he turns and walks. And like there are people in the crowd who are just like, what? What is happening? Where? What? No, he was supposed to make a big long winded speech. And uh, yeah, and and Dovin just leaves. And with that, a bunch of other people get up, including Ironclad, and they all kind of are like, okay, we're going with him, and they they follow. So the target is on the move. He's, he's Oscar Mike. What are you going to do? Okay, but no one else is moving. I'm at the kids' table. Oh, no. There's some confusion in the crowd. Like, and I think, I think like, immediately the gossip happens, right? Where one, one of the senators, she, she leans over to her husband, and, and she's like, my goodness, so decisive. 
I, it's, it's impressive after all those long-winded speeches. And then her husband is like, oh, I don't know. I, I expected him to say something. And then another senator is like, well, that's the thing. He, he's nothing like what you would expect. Efficiency. That's what the Senate needs. And they get into a debate about how the Senate is operating. And it wasn't obviously just like the rest of this whole event. It wasn't really about Dove and Ban. It was about let's all show up and like be here together. Um, but for you, okay, great. Yeah, but for you, you see Zlatek and uh, Liana Ironclad uh, follow Dovin along with a couple of the other senators. Are they like going backstage? Yes, Are they? They're, they're like, leaving. They're going out the. They're going out the back door. Which tack you know all about? So you know where they're headed. You see this through the through the crowd. Hey, back door. You know, I wasn't going to set this place on fire, but then you said it was the safest party in Ravnica. And um, <laughs> I feel like I kind of have to now. You feel like you got called out. Thank you for the, the setup with Chekhov's gun. Mm. Consider it fired. Che- che- um, Chekhov's gun, but in this case, the gun is a horrific fire that threatens the lives of hundreds. <laughs> Look, first of all, eat the rich. Second of all, they got legs. They can walk out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't expect me to eat the rich raw. So yeah, yeah. like come on. Okay. Uh, tax gonna tax gonna peek out the back door real quick just to see if there's like anybody out here who looks like cops. You don't see any cops, but you do see a failed ventriloquist act. Oh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so what are is Tor- Torgor and Winnegar what are you doing to pass the time while you wait what does Tax see when they, they poke <laughs> their head out the door so do can we hear that speech because all the people are outside I'm, are they outside listening to the speech somehow or uh, no everyone in the plaza so you're on the opposite side of the plaza like if we look on the okay. map you would be like in an alley back here okay let me make a little circle so you'd be like back here everyone in the plaza is waiting for the the main like the public event which is basically just going to be like the azorius the official azorius precinct one brass band is going to play and you know they're gonna there's going to be some some more speeches about law and order for the plebs but this was just the end of the private thing in the in the hall gotcha because Winnegar would have been really pissed off about that Sphinx jokes going over so well. (laughs) (laughs) His ventriloquist jokes not going over. Um, So yeah, I think he's just, um, him and Torgor are probably playing like some stupid game. I would think that they're arguing over why the set didn't work. I was about to say, they're playing, they're playing some kind of stupid game. So like we see Winnegar put down a swamp and then tap it and then cast dark ritual. (laughs) Yeah, see, in my day, if you add it to your mana pool and you didn't use it, you get mana burn. But now, apparently... That makes no sense to Torgor. Mana should not be an item that hurts you. It should not be a punishment for having to... Okay, I am am 100% completely on board with the idea that there is a collectible card game in Ravnica that features, like, famous Ravnicans and, like, monsters Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, 100%. That's a real thing. It's called Sphinxes uh, and Sorcerers. Sorry. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Illusions, the becoming. Mm-hmm, perfect. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just it's out illusions, there. Illusions, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just out there playing this card game. Uh, to, like, going at each other about, like, why this act didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay. just saying, I'm, I'm supposed to be the straight man. We, You should just, like, you know, High status characters, right? That's where you mm-hmm. want to be. 
No, 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 no. Sometimes you need to punch up with low status characters. Okay, Winnegar, like Torgor understands before I get it. You you don't do Rakdos comedy nights, like you <laughs> haven't been to the open mics, but trust me. Yeah, no one goes Torgor to the open mics. Experience. Only uh, people playing the open mics go to the open mics, okay? And I'm not gonna beg my friends to come out and watch me. What what am I doing? Well, I guess you're not coming next Saturday. No need for Torgor to ask, huh? Do you have comps? <laughs> this conversation is way too real i imagine imagine if this kitchen staff is anything like the other catering jobs that i've had in the past um Mm -hmm. when the speeches start everybody goes out for a cigarette so there's probably like a tiny audience watching this sick burn Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like wow Yeah, so tech, that's what we're doing. Yeah, outside. tech. Do you want to do want to make yourself known? You see your you see your your friends out in the alley. Uh, tech is definitely gonna like poke their head and be like, "Hey, I didn't actually think that you would be here. That's weird. Also, what are you doing right now?" Oh, and Winnegar like picks up his cards and puts them in nice orders. They're in like sleeves, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, puts them away. <laughs> it's just like, this is big hey, what's for you? What's oh, going awesome. On? Do you have a and then Tex is going to, like, look at the rest of the kitchen staff. <laughs> matches. Um, <laughs> do I have matches? Matches. For burning see. trash. But, Tech, your cigarette's already on fire. Oh, I... <laughs> it's, like, almost completely gone. It's, like... Oh yeah, clothes. I just forgot to smoke this. It was just sitting behind your ear for like twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like very noticeable burn scar in the back. It's like that's what that burning was. Boop. <laughs> I always forget about this. Plan two. How fast can you run? Um, I don't know. I used to have to wear these braces on my legs growing up. Uh, that's cool, 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 cool. The oven's on fire. We gotta go. Uh, the so do we, okay, so we we, we, cro- we cross cut hard hard cut to you've already like what so how did you how did you light the the oven on fire? Did you just like stuff a bunch of garbage in there or what is this cut, um, cut garbage, to the fire? Yeah, garbage and I also have an oil flask. So oh, so oil soaked garbage. Perfect. Yes. All right. Yeah, I have an oil flask because like it's really hard to put out like oil fires with water. Yeah. No, it really it really is. That's true. Um and then they've got like all these like they've got all these like bottles of oil just sitting in the kitchen so I just threw it on the floor. Can nice. you believe okay, it? So Who puts all that oil in there? It's like I don't know if you've ever seen these, these I don't know if you've ever seen these videos where um Someone tries to deep fry a turkey, but they haven't defrosted it properly yet. Oh, and they put yeah. it in and it just fucking blows up. That's what we see. So we cut to yeah. like a big pot on the on the stove, right? Because it's like uh-huh. a big iron stove, big pot on the stove in which you have shoved all this oil-soaked garbage. Uh, and it the top bursts off of it, uh, fire and, and, and hot oil sprays everywhere. And uh, a fire immediately begins to spread through the kitchen. Black smoke filling, uh, filling the room. Um, and 
when that happens, inside all of the little ornithopters that were floating around, their little blue light turns red and they start giving off uh, like a, an alert siren noise. And that's when people start getting up. They're like, oh no, what's going on? And the, the thopters are um, projecting a, like a voice recording of like, please remain calm. Please leave through the nearest exit. And like they're guiding people and kind of like trying to keep, keep everything uh, calm. But there's like, there's chaos, right, Road? So you see this. Uh, you're in the middle of Great. it. I thought that's what take care of it means. I guess I guess I perceive nearest exit to be backstage. I'm, I'm might, trying be, yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, oh, gosh. This way to safety. I'm going that way. Okay. So you want to try to you want to try to like make your way through the crowd and uh, blend in and go, yeah. go that direction. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make a stealth check. You're in a big crowd. There's some 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 chaos. Do with advantage. Nice. Whoa. There you go. All right. So in the in the chaos that that attack has created, Road, you Road were able to twenty to, for a podcast. Listeners. That's right. Yeah, I got a twenty. Yeah. Uh, you were able to slip away uh, and go the opposite direction. And um, how, do you like? Do you like walk up the stage? Do you like roll up onto? Because like, how does describe your exit here? Honestly. Uh, most times walking calm and with purpose is the, yeah, the, right. the, the most stealthy thing you can do. Nice. Just like, yep. It's a gentle. No, I like it. Yep. Yeah. So you just look like you're supposed to go that way and that's the way you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, yep. you slip back and behind, uh, there is a, like a green room essentially with like a table with some food on it. Uh, and then there's an open door on the other side, uh, that it, that these, the dove in first and then the rest of the, the crowd. Uh, seems to have slipped through. Uh, nobody followed okay. you here. You're the only one. You're back here alone. Okay. I, I, uh, I listened at the door. Are they like, are they like gone, gone? Or are they lingering? Um, make a perception check. Now it's going to be at disadvantage because you're hearing the like sirens and like, this is where the chaos works against you. Yeah. <laughs> a, three. <laughs> a three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can't hear, you can't hear shit. Like maybe. All right. Well, I'd probably think that they were gone and I'd walk in. Okay. All right. So knowing that you got a three, you open the door and walk out. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Torgor, Tack and Winnegar, what are the three of you doing? Tack, you know where your target would have gone, right? Like the, I'll, I'll, I'll draw it on the map so you can kind of get an idea. But like from here, these buildings actually connect and then you can use this building to get out a number of ways without being seen um, if you want to leave the hall. So up here. Um, so right now, they're probably somewhere in the middle. Right? They're, they're moving between the hall and this adjacent building. All right. Where am I casually escaping arson from right now? Right now, you're back here. You're at this, this ah, red nice, circle. Nice, 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 nice. So uh, Tack is going to uh, look at everybody and be like, uh, I said run. Come on, Wait, run! Okay, uh, okay. Winter just takes off following Tech. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tech's going to uh, go in that direction. It's like uh, this place is a powder keg, so uh, I don't know where to send your chicks. Bye. <laughs> right. Okay. So you head off. Uh, the three of you run down the alley towards where you think your uh, your 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 prey is heading, um, and uh, and I think that we we stay at ground level cam for a moment as the three of you run off that direction. And then 
as the as the episode comes to an end, our our last shot, the camera turns and lifts like a crane shot up the side of the the building, and then crouched like a gargoyle up on top, uh, we see a cloaked figure with blue eyes watching the alley. This tack <sighs> Torgor and Winnegar head off in that direction. So we will maybe maybe find out who that person is next time. That's it for today. Thanks, everybody. Good work. <gasps> let's hand out let's hand out some experience points. So uh, I think everybody gets the one for. Did you learn something about Jace, his conspirators or servants, due to the the hard work of Torgor uh, and Winnegar? Uh, you know that there's a wife. You know that there's some some love triangle thing going on. You, you have some some additional access. So take a, everybody take a point of experience for that. Nice. Um, did anybody express a unique aspect of their class, race, or background? Did your class, the fact that you are a Simic hybrid or a Mintar or a Goblin or a Vidalcan, did any of that come up? Uh, did your, the fact that you're a monk or a fighter or a rogue or a sorcerer, did that come up in an interesting way? Uh, or your character's background? Whether it's- uh, I'd say Tack learned that the Golgari have a lot of paperwork, even though they did not expect that. Yeah, I mean they got contracts. Yeah. yeah, like the Golgari are and this is this is the thing. And I think this is yeah, this is your connection to your guild and, and your background. So so this is definitely worth an experience point for attack. But oh, yeah, recognizing recognizing that the Golgari are and I, I still like have trouble with this. They're not a bunch of like creepy underdark dwelling monsters. They're not the Xanathar's guild, right? Like they're mm. a meaningful member of Ravnican society. And of course they have like business deals and contracts and stuff. Like they're as much a legitimate guild as anybody yeah. else. Basically, just like using this whole, hey, the Golgari have contracts and you're not going to get paid if you don't let me take your shift. Well, and on top of that, you got to leverage gilded, like your gilded privilege to be like, I belong to a guild and you don't. So I'm a person and you're not really. So get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Tech never gets to do that. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. You're, you're above a certain percentage of people who live in Ravnica because you belong to a guild. Um, anybody else? Class, race, background? Guilty? I mean, y- yes, in like a multitude of ways. I feel like it was very much in her in her past today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Sort of still living in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, take a take a point. Uh, and then, did anybody's alignment complicate your life in an interesting way? Did it come up in a way that made things complicated for yeah. you? Mm-hmm. And this is also a time like if if this. Like, if this goal doesn't get fulfilled, it might mean that your character's uh, alignment doesn't fit the way that you want to play them. or And this would be an opportunity to change it. Because it's not permanent, right? You can, you can change your alignment uh, as you want. I just want I was to talking about forward. this. I was talking about this at break. Like, I, before I knew this was a thing, I made Road, like, a neutral character. Yeah. Because I think that she, like, is. I think she's, like, very neutral. Like, almost like a Aaron Burr Hamilton. Like, I'm waiting to see what moves I need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say yes. And it, it, it makes it a very like neutrality. Did I achieve neutrality? Well, it's yeah. like a very hard call. So the, the reason and the reason for these questions and part of this process, it isn't like, I, I invite you to, to express a time when that happened. So you get the point, but it's not like, like nobody's job is to be like, mm, no, I don't think so. You're wrong. Like if you think that it's worth saying like, Oh, I think, I think this came up that's it's probably true because really you're the arbiter of that thing right like we all get to kind of talk about what happened in the session and if if you think that Rhodes neutrality was 
complicating for her, or interesting for for her narrative, then you can you can definitely suggest that, and we can talk about it. Okay, everyone else do theirs. I'll think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, again, it doesn't have to come up every time. Certainly, like we're not aiming to hit all of these. I I'll make an argument for the connection to your guild in a meaningful way um, for Torgor, and truly understanding that, like, as much as like guilds and like guild ideology matters. Ultimately, it's just like a lot of these people bending their rules to their advantage. Yeah. Uh, and so like particularly like with the Azorius Senate, like hearing about like the back and forth process to get what they need to do, like through their order. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so chaotic. It's, it's, it's yeah. just as chaotic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think in a way, and I think that's absolutely true. So definitely mark that experience. But I think in a way, the, the Rakdos have this purity of vision where they're like, Listen, everybody else says they don't like chaos and bloodshed, but they do. They really do. That's why they come to our shows. We know we like that stuff and we are good at it. We have no illusions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 the they're the fool in that way, in this sort of traditional archetypal sense where they're like, we can get away with anything because we act the way you wish you could. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good. Good stuff, everybody. Um, how's everybody doing for, for XP? Like how many, since we did the last session in this one? Uh, I'm five out of six. Five out of six. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm five out of six. Okay. So we'll probably level up, awesome. level up next session. Good. Yeah. Good, good. All, all of my alignment stuff has only, uh, enhanced and not complicated. So yeah. things are going great. Well, and we can, we can certainly talk about, uh, either between episodes or like at the beginning of the next episode, like ways in which like we can kind of workshop everybody's alignment and be like, <laughs> what do you think would be ways that being neutral could complicate your, your life? And for me, part of that is like challenging that, right? Like if, if road is neutral, I have to give you reasons to struggle with retaining that neutrality, right? Having someone be like, you got to help me. You got to take a stand. And then you'd be like, no, I don't take stands. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm keeping my options open. Um, I was to Katie, like, the fact that your sister made up such a personal dig at you and Rhodes said nothing back. Yeah. Is yeah. like, an, and like, that's, that complicates it because, like, you're not standing up for yourself. Like, that's like yeah. perpetuating, like, certain levels of, like, thoughts and, like, opinions. Like, yeah. You know, it's, that's there. Yeah, that's definitely a, a case of not saying anything is almost like tacit approval. Yeah, right. so, so I, want, I want everybody while we're playing, if you notice someone else uh, do something cool, and this goes, this goes for um, inspiration too, because I, I hate remembering to like give it out. If somebody does something you think is worth inspiration, like just say it. Uh, and mm-hmm. at the end of the session, like nominating each other for these awards, being like, oh, I noticed that uh, TAC did this thing that I thought was in tune with your alignment or whatever. Like, that's great. I want that. I want, this is a, a communal process. I'm, I'm not the arbiter of this, this decision. Uh, I kind of step down from that role. So mm-hmm. we, do it as well, a, then, we do it as a group. If, if I, then I'd love to nominate because I know, I know TK, you were talking about like, oh, it only enhanced like that chaotic evil choice I made. <laughs> only enhanced. Neutral but, like, evil? It tried, neutral like, evil. Which neutral is- evil, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, Sure. <laughs> um, but like, it absolutely does complicate it because you're going against like the mission's best interest. Like, oh, yeah. That, I was going to say, oh, that's self serving. That's actually, a well, point. so yeah. So, like, the difference I think, between, <laughs> yeah, chaotic, chaotic and, and neutral is like neutral is self serving. Like, whatever gets you the best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, chaotic evil is like the Joker, the like, I want to change the world and make it, make it more like more no. crazy. So, I definitely, yeah, tech is definitely it's like. What's looking out for number one? What what's best for tech? 
And it's um, like, I didn't think this far ahead in the plan. What if I set the building on fire? Uh, I think you deserve that point. <laughs> that is my capital opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think that's fine. Like we think that you really screwed over the team in a noticeable way. <laughs> hey, remember when you uh, fucked me over? Take a point, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, so Tack, um, if that, if you reach your, if you reach your, your total, right? You're, if you're at six of six, you can erase yeah. them and you'll, you'll level up. Okay. Um, so think about what subclass of thief you want to, or rogue you want to go into. Um, think about what, uh, yeah, what direction you want to take the character, and then are you going to roll your hit points, or do you want to take the take the? Uh, I'll take I'll take average. Okay, cool. All right, sounds good. Uh, that's it for us then for this episode. Uh, we'll catch up on. I'll update the I'll update the uh, the backgrounds for uh, for everybody. Oh, now we're all moved, so everybody has to do everybody else. Oh, I'm so no. sorry. That's okay. That's fine. Everybody- Everybody do. Every, sorry, my camera decided that it That's didn't okay. like me. You're anymore. back, but you're Torgor now. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> my plan, it worked! That's got to feel good. It's gotta, that's got to feel good for Masood. Like, so excited to be Torgor. Now I get to be Winnegar. Yeah, you're Winnegar. And then Car- Carlos, you're, you're Tack now. And then TK, you're, you're Rogue. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, would be so good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait till we have the body switching episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hello, my name is Rode, and I have emotional issues. And I, <laughs> say that my, I say that my way of meditating is a hot bath, but in fact, it is a scream closet. Ah, yes, the scream closet. <laughs> yes, the scream closet. It's very important. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's do let's do some shout outs and we will say we will say our goodbyes. I won't make you do them for each other. Uh <laughs> let's let's start. T- TK, you. you're you're up in the you're up in the corner now over here. Why don't you go go first? It's me. It's TK. Um I almost did tax voice for that, which is a bad <laughs> idea because I've been doing it for 3 hours and my voice is shot cuz yeah. I don't take care of myself. You should take care of yourself. You deserve love and happiness, everybody. Just keep that in mind. I write spooky stories. You should read them on my website, tkjwrites.com, or follow me on Twitter, tkjoinsthefray. That's fun, too. I have a finale coming up this Friday. That means no more mists um, for, like, two days, because then we're doing the Uncaged Anthology charity stream for Rain, and Saturday we have a um, a wrap-up session. So that night, uh, I believe D&D will be hosting it. Very cool, very fun. And I will also be DMing a game on Sunday for that exact same anthology charity stream. So that'll be great too. You can give my players wild magic surges. It'll be great. That's it. Buy my book. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, down down below. I'm going to figure out how to point in the right direction eventually. Down below, uh, it's Masood. Sure. Uh, yo, once again, if you guys are in Chicago, follow my Instagram at Maroodboy or Twitter at Marood boy to find out what I'm up to. Uh, actually, don't follow my Twitter because I just checked. I'm at 69 followers. Nice. Can't have a single nice. more. Nice. Uh, unless you get 6,900 of you to also sign on and get on board. So then it's, you get it. Uh, but yeah, no, you can follow me both at uh, my Instagram and Twitter are Marood boy, uh, where you can find my comedy goings and comings. Um, and I'll be back here next week with more Torgor goodness. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, down here in in tax normal spot, it's Carlos. Carlos, do the hey. thing. 
Yeah, it's it's me, Carlos. Hey, it's uh, Carlos. You can find me on all social media under Carlos Critz. You can find me on my podcast slash uh, live stream called The Dungeon Rats. Well, we stream every other Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you can also find me on Rivals of Waterdeep, which we just had our season three uh, finale at PAX. I think maybe uh, our next episode will be at the uh, D&D event, uh, The Descent. Um, but that's in May. I'm not exactly positive. I know we're, we'll all be there. I don't know if that'll be the season one premiere. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I was trying to think about traveling, but that was, I mentioned that. Bonus, I'm bonus like, cool noise. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and and last but not least, definitely not Torgor. Uh, it's uh, it's Katie. Do the thing. One day I will be. Okay. Hi. You can find me at Twitter at OKKatieMay. Uh, I do have to shout out tomorrow uh, is, is the big day. We are doing a variety comedy Dungeons and Dragons show at the Cards Against Humanity Theater here in Chicago. Nice. Um, we're very excited. It is for uh, Playbeat Brain Cancer, which is an incredible charity. Uh, there's going to be like raffles. There's going to be very good $10. Come to the Cards Against Humanity Theater, BYOB. If not, we're also streaming it on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepartybards. Uh, comedians come in, do uh, ten-minute sets, and then after intermission, they come back and they play D and D. All women and non-binary performers. It's gonna be so good. I will be DMing a thirty-minute one-shot. <laughs> Watch out! Wow, that, that is a that's a razor-thin one-shot. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yep. nice. Uh, I've got it on lock. I'm pretty pumped. Cool. But besides that, if you want to see me DM, you can catch me on Dungeons Dice and Everything Nice, which is an all-women D and D podcast. Um, but besides that, it's mostly just me on Pinterest these days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, I am, uh, I'm Adam Coble, the Dungeon Master. You can find me on Twitter at Skinny Ghost or twitch.tv slash Adam Coble and then a bunch of other places. Uh, I'm the GM in residence for Roll20.net, which is the tool that we use to play the game today. Uh, you can check it out yourself uh, as well as all of the cool D&D Ravnica stuff uh, on the marketplace of Roll20.net. Sign up. Make an account. Play a game. Go play role-playing games. Do it. Get out of here. Stop watching me do it. Um, but really, thank you for coming. Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye